This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show brought to you by Odyssey. This is the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show. Just a heads up, episodes sometimes include content not suitable for work and definitely not safe for kids. Now available on the Odyssey app. secret. I think you want to know. A dirty little secret. Secret show. Sarah and Vinny Secret Show for Practically Friday, February 16th, 2023. Hello. Welcome to our When I woke world. up, it was Friday. I, I actually went to iTunes to look for the new music and then went, oh. There's no new music today. It's, it's Thursday. It's only oh. Thursday. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm basically on a plane to Vegas right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, we are going to do a bad advice. Bryn, you said that earlier today, a lady named Grace wrote to us about her mom. Oh yeah. Let me find that email. It was mostly a big thank you, but, uh, there was one little cute thing there I I couldn't read, which was, she said, you guys are rad. You totally made Connie's day. Team Alice really is the goat flashing you all the titties from Napa. I'm like, Oh, "Oh." well, thanks. It wouldn't have come across the same way on the air yeah. i thought you no know? you're right yeah. it's nice that she knows us though that she knew yeah. that we would appreciate that mm-hmm. you know connie Vinny. <laughs> how many times have you written to connie it, meaning Vinny and or bonnie mm-hmm. it's unbelievable yeah it's a it's a mix on what i get is it but is bonnie or connie never is it Vinny. it really doesn't <laughs> like the name Vinny. No. <laughs> <laughs> i've even had it like autocorrect to, to the y Oh, oh, yeah. uh, that's fine. I honestly doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's all good because you know why? It's Friday ish. And you are about to go fucking destroy Pokemons all over Nevada. I am. I'm just super psyched to, you know, I love a change of pace. I love my sister. You know, we're going to have a good time. We're going to stay in a swanky hotel and it's it's going to be super fun. I I. The whole thing is great. Is it safe to say that you and your sister are closer than you've ever been right now? Uh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're really close. I mean, we talk every day. But we have for a long time. The whole sewing thing, I think, really, we've always been, you know, friendly with each other since we've been adults. But, uh, but yeah, it's, and if, you know, just we have a lot in common. Kids, the same crazy parents. Uh, lots, always <laughs> lots to talk about for me and Tina. Right. Me and Tina. That's nice. It is. It, it is nice, Vinny. And I think that as a parent myself, I can appreciate a sibling, a great sibling relationship 
being a grown woman and having a, uh, you know, Tina's one of my very favorite people. Like she's one of my best friends. And it's, I wish that for my sons who are close, uh, don't have a ton in common, but they're, they're, they've got all their little jokes and they've got all their, right. they have, well, they'll parents. grow to appreciate it. I don't think you can appreciate it when you're young. You just don't. But I also right. think that, you know, like we did that story about sibling rivalry and depending on your age, like I don't have a rivalry with either of my brothers. They well, might have a different answer for that, but I don't. You're the I'm, oldest. I'm not competing with them, with them <laughs> at all. Like, no, there's no rivalry. What are you talking about? There's none. Zero. Yeah. Well, when you grow up, too, you hope that that's not a thing anymore, right? Right. Like, wh- I'm going to just live my best life and not worry about what you're doing. John. But what I know John. about uh, my mom, <sighs> she was best friends with her sister her whole life. Like, mm-hmm. really, they were they appreciated each other from go. And you 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 can only hope that your kids would have that. My right. kids do not have that. I hope they do. They will. I know then. my youngest daughter wants that. Mm. I heard her, you know, just last night saying, you know, I want us to be like, oh, what are the kids' names? What is uh, Bluey and Bingo. You know how they play together all the time? I want us to do that. And my oldest daughter's like, are you trying to make me play with you? And I was just in the other room going, Oh, that's not the nice answer. <laughs> you know, it. it's hard. And you know, Isla is five years older than her. Yeah. Like it's, they, that gap will disappear as they get older. In time. I, I agree. Because I was four years older than Tina and I, my 16 year old self was like, fuck off 12 year old, you, you baby. Right. You know, that's, I had no, and God, you know, when I was out slutting around, my sister was 14 being all judgy and shit. Uh, and then we became adults and now four years is zero and and it'll be that. I mean, hopefully it'll be that. No, I do. I hope so. But I, that's just the way it is. Like Christina was like, we need to have a sister for, and I went, you know, not all brothers and sisters love each other. Most people build their own life and live with their friends and their partners and their people and their kids. And that's their life. So, you know. Fingers crossed. But anyway, I'm glad that you two get on. It's nice to hear. I, you didn't always, so it's yeah. nice to hear that you two are so close. That's great. Yeah, no interest in her when I was when we were growing up. She, I was like, why did you even have her? Uh, <laughs> this one is... Uh, this, <laughs> this is about kids, this bad okay. advice. Uh, it's long. I'll, I'm going to go through it. Feel free to stop me wherever you want. Hi, radio friends. I have OFOC for all of you, and I'm a longtime listener, but this is my first time writing in. Um... This bad advice letter is about my 29-year-old daughter. Let's call her Louise. So she's a grown woman. After Louise graduated from high school, she went right to college out of state, but dropped out after one semester because she couldn't handle the stress. She was able to get a good technology job back home in the Bay Area, enabling her to live independently without our help. Shortly thereafter, Louise met a great local guy, let's call him Randy, with whom she quickly fell in love and almost immediately got pregnant. Louise gave birth to a wonderful son, let's call him Cole, who is now almost seven. Unfortunately, Louise and Randy broke up amicably soon after Cole was born. During Cole's first year, Louise had full and complete custody of him so that she could nurse him and then shared custody after that. Almost four years ago, Louise decided she wants to go back to college and finish her degree. For some reason, she wanted to do so at the same school where she had started. Remember, this was out of state. She chose to leave Cole with Randy, 
who was living with his wonderful parents and brother at the time. The arrangement was that they would have primary custody until Louise graduated from college. Thankfully, we've been able to see and spend time with Cole whenever we want, and we've been sending gift cards throughout the year to help defray the expenses of raising Cole, as we've been unsure of what the financial arrangements were while Louise was at school. Wow, these are step-up parents, and sounds like everyone is an adult in this situation so far. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to last year, Louise finally graduated with a triple degree in psychology and two other subjects. Jesus. Wow. Oh, for it. Meanwhile, Cole has been thriving with his dad, uncle, and paternal grandparents. Since graduating, Louise has made no moves toward regaining custody of Cole. So this kid's seven? Cole's now almost seven. Okay. Um, She had previously stated she never thought she would be able to live in the Bay Area again, primarily because of the cost, even though she did formerly have a tech job and now has an actual degree. That said, a few months ago, Randy's parents informed us that they would be moving to Oregon. Because Randy's dad got a new job. At the same time, Randy was going to move to the East Coast without Cole to be with his new girlfriend. So now Cole is living only with his grandparents and uncle in Oregon. Again, he's a great, happy, very intelligent kid. Randy's parents and brother are wonderful people. And Louise does see him every month or two, plus having FaceTime calls almost daily. But that's not the point. I am upset that Louise has made no effort to regain custody of her son, whom she chose to have. In fact, Vinny can attest to this. Oregon's a lot less expensive to live in than the Bay Area, so Louise can't use the expense excuse, and she should easily be able to get a job up there based on her degrees and experience gained while working through college and since graduation. Although Randy's parents are raising Cole well, I believe a child should be raised by at least one of his birth parents if possible. I also worry that Cole may feel abandoned by both his parents. Uh, You think? Uh, even though he could not be more loved or attended to. Hopefully, he doesn't know what he doesn't know. Or maybe he doesn't miss what he doesn't know. Uh, in any case, I don't know how to share my feelings with Louise without straining my relationship with her, or even if I should. I don't even know how Randy's parents feel about all this, and I don't think it's appropriate to bring this up with them. The last thing I want to be is a busybody, and I definitely want what's best for Cole. And not to make it about me, but I'm more than a little embarrassed that Somehow, we weren't able to teach my daughter personal responsibility. What do you think about the situation? Am I being old-fashioned? Too sensitive? As parents, what would you do? Thank you so much, Bob and the Burbs. Um, man, I have a lot of feelings about this. Let's hear it. My first thought is that Cole sounds like, despite all of it, he's being raised with love and in a and in a situation that is stable. I am too disappointed in your daughter. I, I think it's very, I, I personally... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply wouldn't want someone else to raise my kids. I, even though, you know, I was really glad I had John and he did the bulk of the work. Like they still, you know, that's, I I don't know. It feels like a, it feels like her responsibility. Even, even the dad, Randy, off he goes to live with his girlfriend and leaves the kid 
with this. I, I didn't. You're not wrong. I don't see why you don't bring it up with with the grandparents. Why not ask them? Maybe you're in a situation where you could share some custody or maybe it's that's not easy because the kid's in school. I I don't know. What, I'd like to hear your thoughts, Vin. Well, I'm going to try to measure my response because I don't want to I don't know. I yeah, only know what's on been read here. Yeah, and I, I but I I feel like this this is like almost that helicopter parenting thing. They've bailed these two grown people out of raising their child. And while you might say they're great people and Cole's thriving and that's the best thing for him is to have the best No, actually in my opinion, the best thing for him is for his two parents to fucking take on the responsibility that they brought into this world and be parents to their child. And mm. FaceTime, phone calls... Ain't parenting. ...is not parenting. That's what ants do. Yeah. So I don't know what to say... Uh, other than like, uh, look, are their kids way worse off? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's not, you know, Cole's not in an orphanage, so that's good. Cole's not living under a bridge. That's good. Yeah. But I would not be able to, and look, I hear what you're saying about, you know, not straining your relationship with your daughter, but perhaps that's why she feels perfectly comfortable to walk away from her responsibility because no one ever holds her to task on anything. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. So to Bob. me, I feel like there's probably more blame to go around than you want to accept because it's there's a trickle down here. That's your daughter. Right. And she was not raised with a, a very strict feeling of responsibility for the things that she does or doesn't do. She should feel guilty as fuck. As and so fuck, if she it is be top of mind for her, if she's out building this life for herself and has no look back, doesn't reach back at all for Cole and go, I got my degree now. I like if that had happened the way I would have expected it to happen. I don't even know how she was able to do it in the first place. But OK, I do believe if you're going to have a kid, you should be able to care for that kid financially and otherwise. So. I actually can see someone saying, this is the thing I got to do in order to be able to care for Cole properly. Okay, I'll give you that. But the fact that you weren't get it out front of beep, beep, out in front of Cole's grandparents' house with your car and you know whatever you need to load up into there in order to drive away and start your life with your son, I, I don't, I feel I like I, as it. a grandparent, I, I would have to say, look, I don't want to stress our relationship. I love you. But I need to hear from you why you haven't gone back and gotten your son. I need a real reason why. And if you can't give me that, I feel like I have failed. I feel like I failed. Watching you be a parent means I've done something wrong because you suck at it. Right. You're not doing it. At all. You're literally not. And Randy's not doing it either. Like, okay, so she had the kid for the first, say, three years. Then she hands him off to Randy to go to work, to go to school. And then Randy, she graduates and Randy goes, well, okay, well, I'm going to go be on the East Coast with my girlfriend. 
Look, I think this there's bizarre. I can totally see Randy feeling resentful as fuck that the wife, even though you're broken up and it's amicable and you're saying everything's fine, you've left our son here with my parents and me and we're doing the child rearing during some look this is the thing about that you don't know until you have a kid you know people will say things like oh get a dog it'll teach you what it's like to have a kid no that's not even close to how much response but you do learn with a dog that you can't walk away for six hours and not come back that dog will shit and piss and chew on stuff and you'll at least get a little dose of you are on the clock at all times when you've got a pet or yeah. a human being. You're Sorry on the if clock. It cramps your fucking style. And there's no way to make that easier except to walk away from it all. Like it's day to day. It's every day. It's the middle of the night. These are things that Cole wakes up in the middle of the night and he calls for his grandma or his uncle or his grandpa. And that's you it should be you. And it's not lady. so much not that, Bob, that the, they're not the there to do it. That's great. They're doing a great job. And I feel real. I'm glad that Cole's lucky enough to have some people that are willing to sacrifice for him. But the truth is, I would have a lot of trouble with the situation you've got in front of you, Bob. And I, I don't, I'm not trying to be a dick to you. And I'm not trying to be a dick to your daughter. But just taking it on its surface those are my thoughts. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know what? I think you make a really good point. One that I hadn't considered that it's a trickle down thing, and maybe you know, good God, I hope this isn't the result of the you know what's happened with the helicopter parent thing because they those really are parents that like we make jokes about the helicopter parenting, but what you're not letting your kid do is ever take on any. You've taken it on for them. You've you've covered her ass at every turn. You've I would have that. Con- I first of all, I'd talk to the grandparents. I don't know why you haven't. How do you feel about all this? What's going on? I mean, Randy's gone. Uh, Louise is gone. Like the parents are both gone. Like, and then maybe intervene and in like, guys, you have this responsibility. This isn't our responsibility. We didn't have this kid. This is well, your luckily, son. I, you shouldn't even have to talk someone into this. Luckily, they have a sense of responsibility and are willing to step up, knowing no one clearly around them is. But poor the truth Cole. is, poor little Cole, but also poor old people yeah. who've worked their whole life to get to retirement and now have a new... They basically raised a newborn in their 60s or yeah. whatever their age is. And they're mm-hmm. bringing this kid up. And I, like I said, you know, I have a nine and a four-year-old. The four-year-old wants you to lay with her when she goes to bed. The nine-year-old, if she's sick, gets up and comes in our room. That's happening to people in their 60s and 70s. And mom is in another state chilling. Yeah. Like, I, it do, that doesn't work, in yeah, my opinion. This, I, this needs to be addressed. I think that is the bottom line for me in, in this thing. If you're asking for advice or our thoughts on this thing, um, there's some shit going on here that needs to be addressed. And if it stresses your relationship with your daughter, uh, tough shit for her. Like, I think you should make your thoughts. I think your thoughts are all valid. I can't believe you haven't brought them up yet. And I say, I talk to the grandparents and absolutely talk to Louise. What the fuck are you doing? Why? Well, you, look. Why don't you have your kid with you? Try Sorry to play. Sh- it's cramping your style. Try to play it out. If Louise is willing to punt on her child, Bob's next. 
Bob from the anyone, Burbs. Yeah, anyone who's willing to tell her that what she's doing isn't perfectly fine. It's highly she likely. She has to that know. She has to know. Deep well, down inside, you have to know. But if and you she'll had, regret it in the future. You know? I don't know. I don't know if she will. She's I was got, in that she's situation. She's getting all her sleep. She's, I'm in the exact situation where, you know, Derek's mom left to L.A. and then she came. And then when she did come back, she was in like two hours away. So she saw him maybe once a year. And when he's about 15, 16, she's trying to be a part of his life. So he does go there every Thanksgiving. And I know she regrets not being around for his upbringing. You know, so Bob, what do you, you say? Like very, I think Bob's a super nice guy. And you got to stop being so fucking nice. He's He doesn't want to impose on his daughter's life. I get that. But you also have to jump in and, you know, be a parent to your daughter and let her know what you think is right and wrong. You can't always make him happy. Is it too late? Uh, seven years old. Sure. I mean, no, it's not too late. No, I mean, is it too late for Bob to start laying down the law with his daughter? No, it's not too late to tell your daughter or your, your kid what you think is right and wrong. You know, the yeah. kid still has time. Seven years old. She can still jump in and, and do a good job. That's who, I, I mean, honestly, my heart aches for Cole. I mean, I'm sure he's happy and well-adjusted and there's people who love him around him, but... His mom and dad, like he's going to grow up and be like, oh, yeah, no, my mom and dad are around. I, they didn't raise well, me or anything, but I didn't address. And maybe you can give your opinion on this. But the you know, does he does he not know what he doesn't know or whatever? However, that was worded. No, kids know that they, they see their friends. They see their friends at school get picked up by their mom and dad, not by their grandpa or by their dad that looks like a grandpa. Either way. Don't laugh at that, Bryn. <laughs> I go and pick my kid up. Yeah. Like I do that. That's what Well, you have responsibilities as a parent. That's what this 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 these these Cole's friends are having happen. Their parents are showing up. And yes, he's I I don't think he knows how to address it. He's 7. He's not emotionally close to mature enough to question why mom doesn't want me. Right. Or that he doesn't want to hurt Nana's feelings because Nana is there for him every minute. Every and by asking minute. about his mom, maybe he's you know going to hurt Nana's feelings. So I'm sure he's very conflicted about how to handle his own questions about why hasn't my mom come for me? Yeah. I thought we were going to go off and live in a castle in the clouds. Um, I, I will be interested to hear what people's responses are to this. Me too. Honestly, it's a little bit of a, you know, I read this. We all heard it at the same time together. I read it to you, and it was my first read-through because Bryn said, oh, there's one, there's a good one today. Mm -hmm. um, so we all sort of took it in at the same time. It's really sort of hard for me to sort my feelings on it, but I, I think the bottom line is it's time to start bringing the hard stuff up, Bob. I hope Bob writes back. I with hope his so thoughts. too. Yeah, like and tell us what you wound up doing, or or that you wound up doing nothing, which is an option here. Everything's going swimmingly. Well, <laughs> one of the things that we notice in life in general, and I I I feel this all the time, is that you know you pull on a thread one too many times, and you start to go, "I'm not touching that thread. Fuck that." Yeah, that's what is falling apart. That shit falls on me every time I bring. You know when I. Pull on that, and I end up being the one who has to fix it. So I don't want to pull on any more threads. So I can see why he's avoiding it. But I do think that, you know, 
well, I already told you what I think, and I and I may have been over, I may have overstated it, but it's an an initial reaction I'm having to the storyline, and as I'm trying to sort it out just based yeah. on what you've given, it's really, it's inexplicable. I, I agree. Like, like Louise, I can't wrap my head around. Yeah, like how, Louise, how are you kidding me? Like I don't get it. What's broken right. inside you that your your desire to parent your own child is just completely non-existent? What? I know. Yeah, Bob, write us back with and answer some of our questions, and uh, I'll, I'll be interested to hear what how people respond to this. All, uh, all I can say, it, I think, is that. I think she just does. That's those are the hard miles, and she doesn't want to do them. Mm. She did. The, I think the first couple of years, like seven year old, is kind of a fun, interesting person. I know, but you've put that. That's been on a shelf away yeah, from your life for years and years and years. So the hard miles are still there. Believe me, that seven year old is waking Nana up. Mm. Whoops! I saw the nightmare before Christmas, and I'm not old enough, and I'm scared. Come in our bed. You know what I mean? Like Come these are in. things, these yeah. are nightly occurrences when you have a little kid in your house. Mm. I, yeah, a Cole's, Cole's the concern here. I think that's, yeah. You know. Uh, okay, Bryn, B-R-Y-N, at RadioAlice.com. Uh, responses and thoughts and, and similar experiences like other 29-year-olds who are abandoning their children. Because that's, I feel that these parents have abandoned this child. They've abandoned Whoa. him in in a in an ideal place to abandon him with the grandparents and uncle who love him, but abandoned nonetheless. I don't think this is so much a feeling as it is a fact. Okay, you know what I mean. Like, yes. you're like I feel. Okay. I don't know. Okay, but I think that that's the facts. Yeah, dad split with his girlfriend, and mom never came back from college. Yeah, it's fucked up. All right, Bob. Good luck with that. I'm going to go to Vegas now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I do care, though. No, that was a that's heavy, yeah, but I just I can't even believe it. But I honestly, I feel like that's the that's the parents not going. No, fuck you. Come get your kid. Yeah. Mm. What the fuck? Give me the the end. I think we're still rolling. Oh, oh, don't leave that in. Oh, I did no, not want it. that. No, in. That was all fine. That was, no, that was really more of the same. Then don't worry. Was. Yeah. The end. <laughs> Vegas, here I come. 